0: This is Neon Radio episode 144 with transformational coach Chris Lee. Welcome to Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, fashion and lifestyle photographer for today's top brands, performers, and game changers. On this podcast, we explore the body, mind, and soul of the creative entrepreneur, bringing you inspiring guests to help take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and this is another episode of Neon Radio. Today, I'm excited to bring to you our guest, but first, don't forget to go over to the Neon Life quiz over at neonlife.com slash quiz. That's N-I-O-N life.com slash quiz. Take the quiz. Let us get to know you a little better, and we will send you some free content to help you in your creative journey, wherever you're at. And also don't forget to go over to the neonlife.com slash community to join the Neon Life community and join other creatives in the journey, share your work, ask questions, and get involved. So today we are talking about creativity and abundance with transformational coach, Chris Lee. He is a trainer that trains and coaches high-level executives, entrepreneurs, CEOs, artists, musicians, and so many different people. He has coached people like my friend, Lewis Howes, and many others, Caduce, and a lot of good friends of mine. As you know, emotional intelligence is... The key to creating a strong mindset. And mindset is the biggest key of success that I've learned from all the people that I've photographed and interviewed. Their mindset is their key to push through everything that it takes to create the life that they want and create the work that they want that creates results. As you may know, your thoughts create your actions, which create your results. And those results, are what you're getting in your life across the board from health, fitness, relationships, creativity, business, all the things. So if we can learn how to better control and create the thoughts that we want, we'll create a bigger and better lifestyle. Chris has worked with Telemundo multiple times and in different capacities through years and years. And he is such a ball of wisdom. He is here to serve the world and create transformation within people. I just love him. He is so much fun and a ball of energy as well. So I'm excited to bring to you his wisdom today. We talk about creativity and abundance because as you know, if you're in the same boat as me, where you never know when the next job is coming and you never know when the next paycheck is coming. That is the thing that creates uncertainty. And uncertainty is the name of the creative entrepreneur journey. And sometimes that creates emotions and things that go along with that. So we talk a lot about that today on the episode. Chris's book is... An amazing 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. Go check it out. Get it. It is great for anyone across any journey, not just creative entrepreneurship, but life. So go check that out. And with that, I'll bring you today's guest, Mr. Chris Lee. Well, today we have Mr. Chris Lee transformational coach extraordinaire and global man of the world and man of give me your hands power. let's yeah yes yes I'm very excited to have you on it's been a <laughs> long time in the making i know and what's really crazy is i mean synchronicity of you you texted me the other day and i was just thinking about you in the morning I was like, I gotta text Chris and see if he's when we're gonna do this. That's crazy. You literally texted me three hours later.
1: That's incredible.
0: Well, and we're, you know,
1: what I think that happens when you're connected. Yeah. When you're connected to people, and you and I are connected. Absolutely. There's a there's a connection that doesn't require us to be on the phone with each other every single day, doesn't require us to see each other all the time, but there's a connection that that is authentic and. When you're in a connection, then things like that happen. Yeah. I'm sure that's happened for a lot of people that are watching or listening that when you feel connected to somebody or connected to a situation, that almost mind reading situations yeah. happen and magical things happen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I wanna, we're gonna jump into creative abundance and all this stuff, but let's just, I wanna hear a little bit of a background for, for the people that are listening here. Well, your background, you're, you were born. In Long Island, right? And then moved to Puerto Rico. I was born Rico in Huntington,
1: and... Long Island. Okay. And uh, nice Jewish family. And then, <laughs> and uh, moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico when I was a year old. And then uh, my dad had different plans, so he left and left us in Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> and then, which at the time was a tragedy, but turned into a triumph and a blessing. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that as we go along. But uh, grew up in Puerto Rico. Big blessing. Yeah. So so many cultures and so many things have contributed to who I am today. Yeah. And so I grew up in Puerto Rico and then went to college in Boston, which is where I began a process of transformational work. Mm. It was when I first, at 22, realized that I could transform my life. I don't have to yeah. be who I was or who, who I'm told I have to be mm-hmm. or who I was you know, supposedly scripted to be, but I could write my own script.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love that. And at 22, I studied speech communications. And part of my education was to participate in workshops. Mm. And I did this one workshop that just blew my mind. And uh, I ended up transforming my life as a result of that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And what was the career path that you were on in terms of broadcast I was gonna, and things like that? I was
1: going to stu- I was actually studying to own my own business, eventually become a lawyer or go into TV. i wasn't really clear at 22 like most 22 year olds i want to be an astronaut an actor i (laughs) want to be a lawyer i want to be everything but i was studying communication speech communications at the time yeah and you know when i participated in a personal development emotional intelligence workshop that's when i realized i don't know how i'm going to do it but i want to serve people Mm. like i want to do something that serves people I want my life to matter and to make an impact. Absolutely. And so I developed my passion into a purpose and my passion into a career path where I made the choice right in my workshop, I'm going to be a workshop leader. I'm going to be like that that woman that's up there yeah. that's transforming all these lives. I want to do that. I didn't know how, but I had my why. Yeah. You know, and once you have the why, the how shows up, you know, it just all magically happened.
0: Yeah. You know, like so it's it,
1: not like I made it happen; I attracted it.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a
1: that's a topic that I really want to talk about. Yeah, well, I've got some great tools on that.
0: Yeah, so yes. let's let's uh, let's jump into it a little bit in terms of, you know, a let's first hear like what what do you feel your creative outlet is in your life?
1: Words. Mm. I use words to convey feelings, emotions, to empower, to. This, have people discover, wake up consciousness. So, through language and through my communication, mm. that's one of my creative outlets. Another, as you can see, are my hands. I use my hands to express creativity. Yes. And so I'm like a conductor of an orchestra that I'm just weaving information <laughs> and weaving energy, and I you know, use my hands. So you've, yeah. you've been in my workshops. So I have. when I'm in a workshop, it's not just the words, it's a combination of the energy and the movement. Mm. So I use body, I use words, I use energy, but those are my creative outlets. So my words, my hands, my physicality, but it's all congruent with using this as a vehicle for a bigger message, yeah. which is spirituality, which is connecting the source and connecting the energy. Absolutely. So that's my creative
0: outlet. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I believe that everyone is creative, whether they're an actual traditional artist or right, not. I, mean, I feel like right. we're all creative. Beings. We're all
1: we're artists all... of something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Some people
1: are artists of love. Some people are bullshit artists. Some people, <laughs> are, some people are painters and photographers, and you know,
0: everybody has a a creative means, you know, to to be an artist. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And when did you ha- like? When you started becoming a transformational coach, what was the process? What did the process look like that for you? Well, it looked
1: like part- looked like first being the source, meaning I needed to take on my limiting beliefs and my barriers and my limitations. And I participated in a series of self-development courses, emotional intelligence courses, law of attraction, uh, breaking through my barriers. I did a whole curriculum of courses where I just really developed myself education reading uh you know watching movies mm. and then I went through a program where I actually started developing my coaching abilities with coaches and mentors yeah and so it was a a path of practice experiential hands-on and also yeah. having mentors you know we don't get anywhere alone yeah my mentors and people saw in me something I didn't see, yeah. and people stood for it. And they're like, you know, people saw who I am today 30 years ago. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's 30 years ago, they saw who I am. Wow. And I went through a process of resistance and a process of what, you know, I don't wanna do that. And of course, the choosing emotional intelligence and the law of attraction before it was a buzzword. Yeah. You know, this was thirty years ago. People know what that what that was. Right. You know, so my mom thought I went crazy. My mom thought, you know, what is this? You know, what are you doing? What do you mean? You know, trainings and seminars. What well, how do you make a living off that? Yeah. You know, be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go be a businessman. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not my passion. So I followed my passion mm-hmm. and uh you know, through that process, I've been able to create what I have today. But yeah, developing that has yeah. been important.
0: Yeah. Now you coach you are you've coached a lot of high level people and CEOs mm-hmm. and founders of companies and yes. our good friend Lewis Howes. Lifestyle
1: entrepreneurs <laughs> like Lewis Howes. I'm his coach. Yeah. And uh celebrities and business owners and just you know, weekly people come into my workshops from all walks of life. You know, I could have The biggest a-list celebrity in the room i could have someone who's just starting out their career that is a waiter dishwasher busboy actor yeah you know from that to someone who's already made it people that dream of being photographers dream of being nick you know in the the (laughs) room people dreaming of being the next lewis house i have it all the time yeah so people from every level and to me they're all the same i mean i'm i i am honored and blessed to work with someone who is beginning their career to someone who's mastered their career because Mm -hmm. anybody who has a commitment to transform their life to me is a hero already yeah i think that takes a lot of courage because conquering our own fears and conquering our own limitations that's the most challenging work to do hundred percent hundred percent you know it's it's truly challenging
0: yeah yeah and i think you know it's it's one of those things that we all I think the mindset, the mastering the mindset first is like the the biggest key from all the the people that I've interviewed and everybody who's successful that I talked to, it's it all comes down to the mindset.
1: Yeah. And so it was that was the first step for me. Yeah. Was getting the right mindset. Once I had the right mindset, then I was able to implement all of the visions and goals and all the things that i want to create yeah through a action plan and through support systems and through mentorship and coaching
0: yeah
1: you know coaching has been i still have a coach yeah you know like people go who coaches to coach well the coach has a coach you know <laughs> i think that it's arrogant of me to go well i don't need coaching i i've you know i coach everybody and i've been doing this for 30 years and well you know what the more i'm in this work the more i realize i'm a beginner. Mm. You know, I have a beginner's mind. Doesn't mean I'm a beginner in the work, but I have a beginner's mind. What's a beginner's mind? A beginner's mind is someone who looks at life through filters of innocence and filters of childlike quality, where you're a sponge and you're open and you're moved by things. Yeah. And so every day I'm I'm like a walking child with the wisdom of an adult, but I'm always in awe. You know, yeah. I, I don't go on autopilot like i'm in your space and all all there's already like 25 things that have triggered my creativity and <laughs> i'm like in love with it i'm in love with you you're you're the people the guy holding the camera you know the woman at the door you know just yeah. everything about it is yeah. like i feel like i'm connected to this magical experience yeah but it's it's not that this is specifically magical it's everything around me is magical
0: yeah
1: you know i see magic everywhere I love that. You know? Some people see dead people. I see magic.
0: <laughs> I see magic everywhere. So what has it taken you to get to a space where you see magic everywhere? Detach ego. Mm. Let's dive into that. Yeah. Let's
1: unpack that. Yeah, let's unpack that little that little <laughs> phrase. So detach ego is I don't care about how I look. I don't care what people think. I don't care about looking good or being right or being in control. Mm. I don't care about how I come across. Because those are all ego needs. And as long as I'm afraid of how I look, then I'll be limited in my message.
0: Mm.
1: As long as I'm afraid of being rejected, then I won't be authentic or honest. Mm. As long as I'm fearing uh, losing control, then that means I'll be in control. So I've moved from fear-based to love base.
0: Mm.
1: Fear-based is this fear that life is rigged against me, that things are not going to work out, that, you know, people that live in fear live in fear of an outcome
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's going to be a negative. When you live from love, then, you know, one of my favorite quotes, I use it all the time, uh, is Arianna Huffington, who created a Huffington Post. She's amazing. I've met her. I'm actually doing some work with her now. Oh, amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. And one of my favorite quotes was when Oprah Winfrey interviewed her. So, Ariana, what's the key of your success what's the key to your success arena goes oh that's easy i act like life is rigged in my favor <laughs> which i thought was awesome yeah it's beautiful you know life of course life is rigged in your favor absolutely you know and so that's really you know wh- where i come from i come from that place that like life is rigged in my favor mm. and so where does that words of my energy come from It's it's from that place of magic and love and that's why i'm able to be that way yeah so detachment of ego. Ego is fear-based. Ego is control-based. Ego is outcome-based. Yeah. Love is effortless, organic, magical, attractive, Yeah. attraction. And you attract it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You live a vibrant life. <laughs> it's fun. And I, and I have the joy to attract people like
0: you in my life, Absolutely. which is why I'm here. Absolutely. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Now, you just wrote a book. Yes. Abundance. So I really want to talk about that and kind of unpack that more. You know, in both. Abundance I didn't and- write it though. You didn't it write wrote it? itself. Uh, yes. <laughs> It
1: wrote itself. <laughs> it did. I was just a vehicle it was, for the words. to come out. It was completely rigged in your favor. It was rigged in my favor. It <laughs> wrote itself. It became a bestseller by itself. Amazing. And it's amazing. selling every single month. It's amazing. I never expected. Of course, I don't. I mean, I act like it's going to be a success, but I don't. You know, I don't measure it, so I never yeah. imagined that that little book that could, you know, that I really wrote it as a response to a podcast I did for Lewis House, which yeah. is a podcast on abundance and prosperity.
0: Yeah.
1: So one of my podcast uh, participations was on abundance and prosperity. And the feedback was like, people are just all through the roof on it. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, we love this. And so somebody said, why don't you write a book? And I'm like, well, let's just do a little manual. You know, I didn't think of it as a book. I yeah. thought, I'll just do a manual that I can hand out or give in my trainings, my seminars, or for people to ask for it. Yeah. Well the manual became a book and the book became a bestseller and the the book has consistently been selling every single month. Amazing. And I get feedback from people how it's changed their lives and how it's impacted them and how every section's a gem, a jewel, and you know, just it's it's great to be able to give something to people that's going to make a difference, 100%. and that's going to be around longer than I will.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, which is why I did the book, and now the book in, and it developed into a book in Spanish. So oh, it's so in it's English good. and está en español también que estoy bien emocionado. <laughs> Así que ustedes que hablan español que están escuchando el libro está en español. <laughs> Se va a transformar tu vida. 10 principios de abundancia y prosperidad love it see how magical it sounds it does it sounds so magical yeah and so and it's in spanish and i did it in audible so as a christmas gift to all the people that i love that's everybody because i love everybody yeah um i decided to lock myself up into a into a (laughs) sound booth for literally nine hours wow to personally do my voice of the book and, and do the audio version with my voice a lot of people use other people but I'm like, hell no. They want to hear me. Yeah, they so, gotta, you gotta, they gotta yeah. hear you. So you get me on the audible. So it's like know. having me in your ear going through each principle. And yeah. so the book has been a manifestation of incredible stuff. And basically it's a book that gives you simple tools to wake up Yeah. the already existing abundance within you.
0: Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that. You know, you can give us like the I'll give you can the end. Like, yeah, 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 and... yeah, yeah.
1: So we'll do little gist. So yeah. basically, my message, the key message of the book is wait for it. We are all billionaires already. I love it. I Isn't that awesome? It. I love it. You are already a billionaire. I am. You are. You're breathing, billionaire. You can see, billionaire. You can walk, oh my God, billionaire. Yeah. You could hug. Billionaire. You can still make love, right? (laughs) Billionaire. You know, there's so many amazing things that we can do and that we can be that are priceless. You're loving, billionaire, you're passionate, billionaire, you care, billionaire. Yeah. Like think about it. Think of all of the traits, all of the things that make up who you are. Would you sell any one of them for a million dollars? Your eyesight, if they go, Nick. We'll trade you. A million bucks for your eyes. Would you would you do the trade? Hell no. No. Nick, you're gonna become the coldest person in the universe just for a billion bucks. You could never have access to feeling again. No thanks. No. So we're billionaires already. You know, the fact that every morning when you wake up and you open your eyes, oh my God, I'm alive. I made it another day. Yeah. Billionaire. <laughs> and so really abundance. Is an attitude of gratitude. Mm. And I know it sounds, you know, so hallmark, but it's true. It's an attitude of gratitude. Mm. When you are grateful in life, life will give you more to be grateful for. Mm. When you are grateful in life, life will give you more to be grateful for. And that's the true definition of abundance. It's not about having a new car or having six houses or having, you know, a 20,000 square foot apartment in New York City. Yeah. You are abundant, my friend. This is this is heaven in here. It is. You've got everything that you need. You don't need anything else. This is beautiful, spacious. You know, it's really coming from the attitude of gratitude and being grateful and expressing the gratitude. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, I'm grateful for my friends. I let my friends know how much I love them. Mm. I express that. I express it to my mom. My mom's alive. I feel like the most blessed person on the planet. She's 89. Wow, I still have her. I mean, she's healthy. Amazing. So, an attitude of gratitude is really what opens up the door to abundance. Mm. And when you come from abundance, then you attract more. Yeah. Versus the opposite, which is scarcity. Which is the attitude of complaints, the attitude of this is not it, and I'm not it, and always looking at what's missing, and this is missing, and that's missing. Nothing wrong with looking at what's missing. I'm the king of coaching you on what's missing. Yeah. But from a platform of you're already complete. Yeah. You already have it all. And given you have it all, what do you want to correct? What do you want to fix? What do you want to make different? Yeah. But because it accesses you to even a bigger possibility. Yeah. So abundance is about gratitude and scarcity is about not enough. Yeah. And when I come from abundance, I approach life in every situation coming from this. What can I contribute? Yeah. So when I walked in today into this studio, I didn't think, okay, what's Nick going to give me? Right. I came from, what can I give Nick and everybody around me? Mm. That's my whole come from. And I'm that way in my relationships. I'm that way at work. I'm that way with my family. I'm that way walking down the street. I was coaching the cab driver who's having a breakdown with his wife on the phone in another (laughs) language. I don't know what he was speaking. But I knew there was a fight. Mm. And when he hung up the phone, I asked, sir, are you okay? (laughs) I'm in the back seat. Get it. I'm in the back seat, and I'm texting some coaching to someone else. Yeah. An employee. I was coaching him on something. And I start hearing this, blah, 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 back and forth, like this, you know, like this, you could hear it from the from the phone. It was like loud. And uh, I'm like, okay, there's a hostile environment here. Yeah. And I started coaching the guy. When he hung up, I'm like, are you okay? Oh, you know how women are. I'm like, I don't know how women are. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a belief, right? Like, he's got her in a box. No, all women. Do that. I go, well, all women are not, you know. It must be how you're seeing her mm. what do you mean i go well how we see people is how they show up Ooh. and he started kind of getting lighter and i go what's going on no because she wants this and i want this i go can you come to a happy medium i never thought of that i go yeah it can't just be your way <laughs> would you want to be married to someone if it's just their way no well that's how it is being married to you Wow. He called back and apologized. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and got to a happy medium. But I'm always coming from what can I give? What can yeah. I give? What can I give? That's abundance. Right. Scarcity is what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What can, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get?
0: Unfortunately, we have a scarce world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's a it's an easy space to slip into. Right so if you're not conscious right right so i guess my question would be if somebody's like wanting to learn how to begin to shift into gratitude and shift into abundance where's a good place to start make
1: a list i love lists i love writing things down journaling journaling is amazing mm. make a list of things that are priceless in your life that you're grateful for Perfect. that simple you know and, and and really meditate on what you're writing my health Okay, so why am I grateful for this? What's the value of my health? Yeah. Well, think about it if you didn't have it. Right. That highlights the value. I'm grateful for my eyesight. Okay, why? And what would be life what would life be like if you didn't have it? Mm. I'm grateful for my brother. Why? And what would what would life be like if he wasn't alive? Yeah. So when you start highlighting gratitude. Yeah. That's, that creates like a spiral, like a snowball effect. Because think about it. What we think about expands. Yeah. You think negative, it expands. You think complaints, it expands. You think stress, it expands. I hate this traffic. This traffic is horrible. It gets worse. Yeah. All of a sudden, the cars seem like they're not moving. They're going slower on purpose <laughs> just to mess with you. Yeah. When you think this traffic is temporary opportunity for me to think about things that are positive listen to nick's podcast listen to another podcast sing to the radio say hello to the other people in traffic (laughs) there's so much you could do that's positive and constructive it's all where we place our energy yeah so for someone who's starting out i would say make a list of the things you're grateful for why are you, make a list of 10, let's be specific, 10 things you're grateful for, why are you grateful for that, and what would life be like without that? Mm. That alone is going to make a big difference. Another thing is if you want to start out the day with gratitude, like you want to kick it off a day, the minute you open your eyes, just say thank you for a new day. Mm. And thank whoever you want to thank. If it's if you believe in the higher power, if you believe in energy, whatever you believe in, yeah. For me, it's God. I believe in, in a God. I believe in a force. It may not be a traditional God, but I do believe in the, yeah. a higher power. And I always acknowledge that higher power. So when I wake up, I rise. I'm like, in the morning, thank you, God, for a new day. Yeah. Like, I, I am blessed that I'm alive. When I land on an airplane, I clap. I'm the one who's like, yay, we landed. Most Puerto Ricans that. do, by the way. So if you ever go to Puerto Rico and you hear this roar of applause when we land, Puerto Ricans clap when the plane lands.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: And why do we clap? Because we're happy we made it. Because <laughs> there are flights that don't make it. Right.
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah,
1: so it's all about attitude. It's about just implementing yeah. Small steps. Yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember hearing something like that i I think on the one what you said on one of Lewis's podcasts. And so it's I've definitely like been practicing a lot of that. It, waking up and thinking, you know, being grateful for just the breath. That's yeah, I mean.
1: being grateful. You know, being grateful for the breath, being grateful for a new day. When you accomplish something, acknowledge yourself. You know, I think a lot of times we just we don't spend enough time appreciating ourselves. You know, another way of implementing abundance is be a giver. You know, yeah. that's the first principle of my book. Be a giver. Be yeah. someone who gives. Do what I do. Come from what can I give? You show up at home with your mom and dad. What can I give to them?
0: Yeah.
1: You're in a cab. What can I give to the cab driver? You're yeah. in a in line at the grocery store. What can I give the cashier? Yeah. How about a smile? How about thank you for doing what you do? Yeah you know or do what oprah suggests random acts of kindness those are those will fill you up you know when you pay so you know you're eating at a diner and the person next to you looks like they're stressed out buy them coffee buy them you know pay pick up the check yeah you know and just leave i love that how cool is that I you know that you that, that someone would do that Absolutely. you know find a charity. You know. Give, give to a charity, yeah, I do all of that, you know, I'm always involved in a charity, I'm always raising money for something, yeah my new thing is LLS, which is the leukemia lymphoma society. Okay. I'm now part of that, and I'm, I raise money for them, Amazing. so if you're interested in donating, check out my instagram. there's a link yeah I'm always like I, I really am I'm always using my voice to make a difference mm. because I am committed to ending blood cancer. oh wow. There's a lot of people that are dying of that, and it's unnecessary.
0: Yeah,
1: and so, and all my workshops create a fundraiser at the end. You know, all the workshops in the leadership program. You know this. Yeah. You do a pers- a, a community service project, whether it's Alzheimer's or children uh, from Make a Wish Foundation or St. Jude's. Uh, I'm not sure what your group did. Did a project? Uh, right? We
0: did. God, it's been so long. I don't remember. Yeah, like a,
1: I, a, we did a whole community service project. Yeah, yeah, where you go to schools and you build a park, or you, you know, there's ways of contributing. Yeah, and and and, and that's another way to access abundance.
0: Yeah, I feel like contribution is such a big key. It's something I've been like trying to practice, and and, practice and, and, and and
1: and and real simple, just real simple. I'll give it the simplest tool: be generous. Generous with your smile. Generous with your heart. Generous with your hugs. Be that kind of person that walks in and people like, wow, you know, this guy is so giving and generous. Yeah. You know, some people are just stingy. They're even stingy with the words, How are you? Fine. What'd you do yesterday? Nothing. (laughs) How's the movie? All right. It's like, can you give less? (laughs) <laughs> right. You know, and then some people don't smile. There's no expression. They're in closed body language. Your body language, also, you know, be open. Yeah. You know, speak up. You know, some people talk really low so that people can't hear, like, what'd you say? You know, some people just hold back. I think that, you know, whatever we hold back is dead. You hold your passion back; it's dead. You hold your joy back; it's dead. So be generous, yeah, and generous with time, generous with smiles, generous with hugs, generous with with words, with comfort. Yeah. When you are generous, life is generous with you.
0: Absolutely. So, how do you? I mean, how do you? How do you press through your fears? You know, I think a lot of people, you know, and we've gone through trainings and stuff like that, but it's still like an everyday thing. Like you, a fear comes into your head or a thought comes into your head or a negative idea comes into your head. What do you do to get past that? What do you do to shift that? It's a great question.
1: Um, I, I think that what we don't realize is that our fears have no power unless we give it power. Mm. And so we don't realize that. Sometimes we think that, this fear is bigger than me, and you it just takes over, no. Fear is neutral. Negative conversations are neutral, life is neutral. At the end of the day, everything's an interpretation. And so it's a question of isolating, what am I thinking, why am I afraid, how am I perceiving the situation that's making me afraid, and how can I shift that perception? How do I shift it to a positive perception? Yeah, Because negative, positive, that's up to me. So my relationship ended. I could be in fear and think my life is over and think that that was the love of my life and I could never move on. And I could have all of this conversation rule me. Or I could look at how is this situation a blessing? How's it an opportunity? What can I learn from it? Guess what, I'm still beautiful, I'm still valuable. And if this person could not appreciate that, then that wasn't the person for me. Yeah. And, you know, someone else will come along. And if they don't, it doesn't matter because I don't need them anyway. Right. You know, so it's really about isolating the fear and seeing if it's a valid fear. There are fears that are valid. Yeah. You know, there's some fears that are that are valid and you have to fear sometimes is good. It saves your life. It saves your skin. It it keeps you alive. So there's some fears that are valid. But many fears are not. Yeah. You know, many fears are not. And so you have to really evaluate the fear. Is this fear a valid one? Is it serving me to be afraid in this moment? Yeah. If it's not, then what's another way I could see it? Another way I can, you know, shift it, shift this energy.
0: Yeah.
1: But at the end of the day, it's all energy.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times sometimes we create a huge story that makes that amplifies the fear and makes it way bigger than <laughs> even it it actually is a possibility. Well, we're right? we're all
1: screenwriters. <laughs> I mean, we all we have a, you know we're all authors of our own story. Yeah. And so we make up a lot of stories around situations that haven't even happened. You know, we jumped we, we have the reality of what's happening and the one that we're making up in our head. Exactly. And so we have to be able to discern that and distinguish between what's a fact, what's an interpretation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, is it a fact that the person the relationship ended? Yes. Is it a fact that I'm a piece of you know what? No. Right. Is it a fact that I'll never be able to be with someone else? No. And so, is it a fact that your boyfriend didn't call you? Yes. Is it a fact that he didn't call you because he doesn't love you? No. So me getting mad because you didn't call me. I'm getting mad because of some interpretation of making up that you don't love me. So then I'm giving you stress over my own interpretation. Right. And it could have been you were just busy. Yeah. You know, so we make up a story. Yeah. And a lot of us are good at creating stories and we make things worse than they are. So at the end of the day, to summarize this point, everything is a perception. And yeah. the question is, what you're perceiving, does it empower you? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then perceive something else you are not a victim of your perceptions unless you give it power. You have the power to choose the interpretation that empowers you. Hmm. And I learned that when I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning. This man was in a concentration camp. He was a very successful doctor in Berlin, in Germany. Um, No, I think it was Austria. Anyway, he was a, a successful doctor and overnight, he was Jewish, lost everything, so he thought lost his wife lost his daughters lost his business lost everything but it was when he was in a concentration camp that he realized i didn't really lose anything because i have the power of interpretation yeah so how can i perceive all of this in a way that empowers me and then he writes in the book that he found freedom being locked up in a concentration camp wow and true freedom is the freedom of interpretation so my wife passed away, yes, but she didn't die in my heart. So handled. Uh, I'm stuck in here, fact, but I'm free anyway because it's up to me to see it that way. Yeah. And so he also said that the people who chose positive interpretations and chose not to be a victim of what was going on were the ones who survived. Mm. You know, We have power over our body and our health and you know, our, uh, what we experience. Yeah. So it's really about being rigorous, about not giving into the fear, but reinterpreting the fear in a way that empowers us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's powerful. So it's very powerful because next time you're in traffic, you'll think of, of Viktor Frankl, and you'll go, <laughs> "Okay, if he can handle concentration camp, I can handle traffic." Yeah. Or a client that's you know take that's that's you know not not being respectful of your work. Yeah. You know, and I I simply say yes to all those situations. So any negative situation, yes, I'm in traffic. Yes, I got dumped. Yes. (laughs) You know, my my business is going down. Yes. Why? Because either way, I gotta handle the situation. Yeah. Why? Because if I interpret it in a in a positive way, then I can use my energy to accomplish what I want and to resolve what I want. Absolutely. It's all up to me. It's all up to you. We have to take responsibility. Yeah. For everything. Everything. Including your creativity,
0: yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, because I know you wanted to talk about I that. I do. So. Yeah, this nice, is, segue, huh? <laughs> nice segue, huh? Nice segue.
0: Yeah, perfect. So yes. let's talk about creativity and abundance and and kind of. I want to get a your thoughts on that, and we can just like bob and weave from there.
1: So to me, um, first of all, the belief that I'm not creative is the issue for a lot of people, mm. or the belief that I need a certain setting or a certain environment to be creative. I've worked with a lot of creative people. People, you know, I do trainings in Los Angeles. And so in LA, I've got every walk of life in the creative world. (laughs) And a lot of times people blame circumstances for the lack of creativity. Mm. And I think that one of the keys to creativity and to unleashing your inner creative genius is to allow it. And stop trying to force it. There's a there's a difference or a distinction between forcing and sourcing. Mm. Forcing and sourcing. Forcing is the ego having to make it happen. I got to come up with those words, and I have to write the perfect screenplay, or I've got to do the perfect picture, and then you're stressing out. Yeah. And stress does not, you know, creativity dies in stress. Yeah. Unless you channel it. And turn it into something else. So when you're forcing something, it's not gonna happen. But when you accept and you embrace the stress that you're in or the or the breakdown that you're in, or whatever situation you're in, and you turn it into positive energy and a positive outlet, yeah, then some of the most beautiful works of art. Comes out of that. Yeah, it's like the orchid that came out of the mud. I was watching Beautiful yesterday. I went to see Beautiful, the Carol King story. Oh, cool. And she—I didn't know this, but she was a songwriter for years with her husband that created hits for all these people. You know, there's all these massive hits. Wrote I don't know how many hundreds of songs. Wow. And it wasn't until she was going through her divorce and she ended the relationship and moved from New York and went to LA that she came out with Tapestry, wow. which won Grammy for Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Record of the Year. I mean, she just won every accolade you could imagine. And it was, if you've listened to that album, it's just this incredible you know, oh, source wow. of energy when you think of Adele Adele and her song Someone Like You mm-hmm. that came out of a breakup. Yeah. You know, and so when you think of all of these incredible creative statements in the world, it it comes out of turning pain or turning any situation into purpose. How do I use this to tell a story? How do I use this to convey something a message? Yeah. And it's out of surrendering Versus forcing. Yeah. And when you surrender to what is and you allow for yourself to experience whatever you need to experience fully, whether it's pain or it's joy or it's fear or anger or rage, and you actually experience that, yeah. Then you could take that energy and create something amazing. Yeah. And so I say life experiences and The ebb and flow of life, the ups and downs, the breakdowns and the breakthroughs. Yeah. That surrendering, you can cause creativity versus forcing it. Yeah. You know, just it's about surrendering to life. Yeah. Which is one of the principles of abundance prosperity as well. Yeah. Which is surrender versus resist. When you resist something, what you resist persists. Right. When you surrender, is you are trusting the process. Yeah.
0: Trust the process. Trust the process, and trust that you're gonna be all right. That things like
1: yeah, that and care. that and that you know, you're a vehicle. You know that that, that it's meant to be, right. it's meant for you to manifest creative magic all around you. But it's not gonna happen if you force it.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and and in in photography, I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah, you know, some of the most magical things probably have happened. As a result of a breakdown or some situation that happened that you actually channeled it into raw authentic feeling yeah and out of surrendering and being connected and you know just it all came through you yeah think about it we're all vehicles and so if the vehicle is stuck then creativity gets stuck right right
0: no it's absolutely
1: and when you are just allowing to be with what is You know, it doesn't mean you have to resolve your life to be creative. You could have massive breakdowns and be in surrender about those breakdowns and be in acceptance of it. And some of them are being resolved. Some will take time. But you got to acknowledge it. You can't pretend it's not there. Right. You can't operate on top of it. Same thing happens for me in a training room. Like when I stand in front of the room, I got to be, you've seen me, I've got to be this vehicle that's open for everything, yeah. And I'm managing a hundred people or two hundred people and their lives and their feelings and their emotions. I can't be stuck. Yeah, you've got to just let go, and I got to be free to 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 use my energy to go through everybody and to just experience what I experience, and simultaneously impact everybody at the same time, and be present for you. Yeah. You know, if I got my stuff going on, or I've got my ego or my fear or whatever's in my way, it kills creativity. Mm. And what enhances creativity is about surrendering and trusting. And sometimes, for example, my brother died in the middle of a seminar I did once. Whoa. He died, his his organs shut down as a result of years of alcohol abuse. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, how it is with addiction, yeah. You're, it's up to you, right you know You could have all the tools in the world, and if you don't commit to it, then and my brother had every support in the world and still chose alcohol. Wow. And so I accepted him the way he was and loved him till the very end. Yeah. But in the middle of a seminar, on day two of the breakthrough training, which is one of the most intense days of the <laughs> yeah. process, I get a phone call from my mom saying, his organs shut down. Your brother has passed away. And so where does creativity go there? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? You know, you're live in action. I'm live. There's no other me. I'm the one doing it. So I experienced everything that I needed to experience. I allowed myself to mourn. And I said, OK, how am I going to use this mm. to empower yeah. How am I going to use this to serve? And so I literally, it was beautiful. I was able to use that. I even shared it and said, this is what's going on with me, and I'm sharing it for you to know that you can transform, and you could take any situation that you're in and turn it into something positive. Yeah. And so it was a magical day. It supported me, it supported them. But I didn't resist it. I didn't pretend, okay, well, I need to put on a strong face and I got to pretend it's not happening. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us do that. And so I've worked with actors and directors and people that are trying to operate on top of that stuff. And the result is horrible. Yeah. Because you're not present. You're not there. You, you're not, you, don't, you don't have the ability for that vehicle of creativity that wants to go through you. It's like a waterfall. Yeah. You're stopping
0: that waterfall. From going through you mm. and out into creative form. Yeah. So what if you feel like you're in that moment, say, and something really is keeping you from being present? Are there any practices that you can do within that moment of you know, say, I mean, even for me, like if I'm on set and I have to cre- perform, I have to create right there, you know, it's like you were in the training and like this, you got this news. How does how do you manage that in the moment? Like what's your process for that?
1: How can I use what's happening to serve my message how do i use this moment that i'm living in to serve turn it into contribution Mm. you'll never fail if you turn whatever situation is into giving how do i use this pain i'm in to give how do i use this anger i'm in to give how do i use the situation i am to give right it's a quick way to, to 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 shift it doesn't mean it's resolved you might right. need to get back to it. Uh, yeah. It took me I'm still dealing with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still in it, you know. And it's beautiful because I don't resist it. So like being what does that mean? It means that there are days I'm cool about it and I and I don't think that my brother is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll hear a song that was his favorite song and I'll have a, a crying festival in the middle of the street. Mm. Cuz I heard the song in a car that walked that that drove by. Wow. Or I'll have a flash memory of something. And I just I'm with it, you know. So if you see me cry spontaneously out of the blue, <laughs> I'm just having my experience. I think the worst thing we could do is to stuff something. Yeah. Yeah. And so to creativity, creativity is just a manifestation of this energy and this spirit and magic that goes through you. Mm. And I I believe that the cleaner we are and the more present we are, yeah. the easier it is. Yeah. You know? So it's like me. I I have to come up with things like, you know, right now I'm working on a project where they're going to do a TV show around me. Oh, wow. Where I'm going to go to people's houses and I'm going to be coaching people that are going through severe situations. Oh, wow. And it's going to be like a TV series where every chapter, you like it, every chapter there's a new person. Like this could be one. Yeah. And I'm being filmed... Being interviewed by you, but I'm really coaching you on your life. And then it's going to be filmed for TV. You know, it's going to be like a series. Yeah. And uh, I had to come up with the, I had to write up the, the treatment. Yeah. And the first time I tried to write, I couldn't write anything. Like nothing would come through me. Has that ever happened to you? Like, oh, yeah. like, like you have a block. Like it's just not happening. Absolutely. I'm sure everyone can relate to you need to come up with a script or you need to come up with a uh, an essay or come up with something
0: yeah
1: and it doesn't come through you yeah. and so instead of being a victim of it i asked myself what is in your way mm. and i started writing down all the thoughts that i had about what i was going to do mm. i'm afraid it won't be good enough i'm afraid to look stupid da, da, da. i'm pissed off at my brother i'm cuz he died on me you know just all these things once i wrote it down I was clear, and mm-hmm. I came up with this brilliant, you know, yeah. description of the pilot episode, which which got accepted, you know, yeah. and they loved it. Yeah, you know,
0: I love that. Write write down a list of so things in that, that's so that's in that another movie. thing you yeah. could do
1: if you have the if you have the, what I told you earlier was like if you're on the spot, but if you have the time, write down what is blocking me. So you're you're reading a script and it's for a movie and you have to do an audition or whatever and it's not going in. Write down what you're feeling and thinking about what you're doing. Yes. Mostly, what are the beliefs that are coming up? Yeah. And the beliefs sound like, you know, things, stories we tell ourselves. It's not going to be good enough. I'm going to look stupid. I'm not right for this part, you know, whatever it is. Once you journal it, then you gain power
0: over it. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, because it does. I think, you know, you're right, totally right. In that moment it comes down to so many fears or subconscious. A lot of times it's subconscious yeah. too. And this is something I'm curious is, you know, I've realized for myself that there's a lot of things that I'm conscious like a lot of beliefs that I'm conscious about in certain situations, but then like even though I know them, there's still subconscious beliefs that come up and come up and come up constantly. How do you deal with those? That- Coaching. Coaching.
1: Coaching is really important. You know, I I think that not enough people have coaches. Mm. I believe that every person that wants to make a statement in the world, whatever that statement is, should hire themselves a coach. Yeah, it is the best investment of money, energy, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it doesn't cost anything. There's coaches that are willing, you know, friends that you could enlist as a coach or a sounding board you know, partners, you could buddy up with people that are committed to the same thing you're committed to. Yeah. But having an outside source that is able to see you beyond yourself. Because remember, we're in our bodies. We don't see ourselves. I don't see myself in action. Yeah. Like I'll see how this film came up, you know, that we're, we're filming. But I don't see how, I'm, how I look in the film. Right. When I look at the film, I'll be like, oh, I should have sat up straighter. I should have, blah, blah. you know because you're, you're able to see another angle. Yeah. Not that, that any of that matters, because I don't care how I look. But my point is, coaching gives you a, a bird's eye view of situations. Mm. And a coach can see, many times, the subconscious subtext. Right. You know, what's motivating the decision? What's motivating the belief? What's motivating the reaction? Mm. Which is what I do as a coach. Right. So when I work with people, You know, they hire me because they want to be the best version of themselves possible because they're committed to that level. And I'm able to point out for people things that they can't see on their own because they're in their body. So coaching is a way to deal with the subconscious mind. Mm. Depending on how it affects you, it affects you at a deep scale, like to the point where you can't function than getting a professional coach, like a therapist or a psychologist or yeah. a psychiatrist. you know, uh, I'm not for or against any of that. I'm just saying any kind of mentorship or any kind of team support. Mm-hmm. Tribe, having a tribe of people around you. That's another way. Yeah. Having a, a team of people, whether it's friends or coworkers or colleagues, that are on the same page, like they are committed to the same things, and in terms of growth and and you know mindset, yeah, you know I I think there's a lot of people on that path today, way more than when I was starting in this, yeah. And I love that. I love that there's people that are in that mindset, and those are people that keep you on track as well. So that when you're off course, like you know we all have a dark side, yeah, and we all have a light side, and so when you're your dark self, you got people going, excuse me. Is this the authentic you? Yeah. Because the authentic you is the, is the part of you that's light, the part of you that's positive, the part of you that's optimistic, the part of you that is self-worth and power and joy and all the all the positive things you can think about yourself, that's the real you. Yeah. I believe that every human being on the planet is a diamond, period, end of story. Yeah. And if you're not showing up like a diamond, then you're being your inauthentic self. And every human being has an inauthentic self. The fear side, mm-hmm. the side that's image, the side that covers up, the side that hides, that conceals, and so that dark side has years of practice. So when my dark side kicks in, thank God I have enough people around me going, "Excuse me, that's not who you are." And there's other tools that you know you need to go through with different workshops, like the one we have, yeah. you know, that I led for you, and there's specific things like words I could tell you and. Ask you, you know, what's yeah. your personal mantra? And we each create a mantra yeah. called a contract. <laughs> right. You know, so what's your contract? And th- those are words mm-hmm. that represent our authentic self. Yeah. You need to go through a process like that to actually create that in an authentic way. Yeah. But those are things that kind of trigger us back into yeah. the authentic self. Mm. You know, but I think having a team, having a mentor, having a coach, having a buddy, having people that I call your
0: tribe. Mm. You know, you're, you're, you're as powerful as the tribe you have around you. Absolutely. It's the, the sum of the, or the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so pick and choose wisely.
1: Well, in Spanish, there's a saying tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are.
0: Ooh. It's
1: really powerful. Dime con quien andas y te diré quién eres. <laughs> yeah. Love that. And, I, and that was powerful for me because when I started this work, my friends were a reflection of who I was mm. at that time, which was very negative and very toxic, and you know, low self worth, and didn't give, you know, care about anybody, and yeah. you know, I was just in a dark place in my life. Yeah, party and hang out and avoid and drink and you know, that that was our our whole vibe. Yeah, you know, and now I surround myself with thought leaders and people who. Empower people and givers and people that challenge me to be the best I could be yeah And that don't sell out on me and that love me and that are there and that listen mm-hmm. You know those are the people that we that we get to have around us and so you know not to go off topic But also we need to get rid of toxic people you know toxic yeah. people kills creativity you know because there's, it's very difficult to be creative and when you're stressed out and you're in reaction because someone's triggering you yeah you know and if you got that person who's just violating every boundary in your life and you're allowing it and you're not standing up for yourself and you're dealing with their stuff mm-hmm. it's like how do I turn that into creativity yeah you know so that that takes you know really being respectful of yourself and say you know what I love this person, but I love, my, I love myself more. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow someone to disrespect me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's talk about actually, This you brought up this, which I really think is interesting, is self-worth and creative confidence. Because I think, you know, in the creative world, I'm, you've worked <laughs> with so many creatives, and there's there's so much up and down and, and you know, rejection that happens. I mean, you probably see this with actors all the time. And this happens with photography, this happened with me over the last few years. It's just like so much getting when you get rejected so many times. Right. What are some practices to stay confident and to stay trusting and to stay and to build that internal confidence and, and self-worth without needing external validation per se or things of that sort. Well, I think it's true in
1: every walk of life. You know, it's like we go from hero to zero. You know, like hero is, you know, we have a result that excites us and we're the kings of the world. And zero is we blow something or we lose a client or we lose the visibility or we're not where we used to be. And then we feel that that's who we are. I think part of what it's going to take to maintain confidence and to maintain the level of self-worth is to realize that your worth is not based on a job and not based on a result. Mm. We live in such a result-driven society that you got to have X to be successful. You have to drive this car. You have to make this amount of money. You have to have these clients. Um, And we create this false competition and this false expectation that ends up hurting us. And I think that when you attach your self-worth To your values and your principles and your blessings, Mm -hmm. then it's irrelevant if you get the job or not because you're awesome. Yeah, you know, like I could just—I can never imagine you thinking anything negative of yourself because you're such an incredible guy. You're a a sweet man. You're a giving guy. You're creative. You're the best at what you do. And if there's moments that it—it, you know, you get the client, you don't get the client. who, Who cares? You're still you. Yeah, you know, and and I think it comes from self value, and part of what it takes to value yourself is to realize your worth and to highlight your worth, Mm. and so something as simple as making a list of your accomplishments. We never take the time to acknowledge ourselves for what we have already created because how we live life is okay well that was done next right and so we don't take the time to go wait a minute but i actually created this and i did that and i created this other thing Mm. and i actually authored three books from someone who got kicked out of english class (laughs) you know and i actually make a living speaking when i was told to shut up my whole life and you know i i have defied the odds and you know back to counting your blessings but not just counting your blessings, but really taking the time to write down what are your top 10 accomplishments? Mm. What are things that you're proud of? And when you write it down, something magical happens that it's outside of you. And like, wow, I, I'm, a, I'm actually a rock star. Look what I did. Yeah. You know, because that builds worth because you're able to acknowledge what you've created. On a results level, the other thing is make a list of the things that are invaluable that you offer the world. You know, I'm creative, I'm smart, I'm giving, I'm generous. You know, that also allows you to see your worth. Yeah, your worth is not based on a result. If you never, if you never get another client again, it doesn't mean anything less of you. It means you need to shift directions in yeah. creativity. You know, life is moving around. You can't hang on to the past. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes we don't get the message that what worked a year ago may not work this year. But it has nothing to do with you. It's like an actor. You know, I was coaching a guy who finally landed his first big role. And for six months to a year... He was thinking of quitting acting because he's gone on a million auditions and never got it. Yeah. Well, the issue is not that he went on the auditions. The issue is that he would beat himself up after every audition. Could you imagine that kind of pain? Every actor watching say yes (laughs) (laughs) and listening say yes because that's what actors do. And if your worth is based on an audition, then you're in trouble. Right. If your worth is based on the result, you're in trouble because there's ebbs and flows. There's moments in my life where I'm more successful than others, where there's more work than, than, than other times, and my worth is never affected
0: because
1: mm. I don't allow it because my worth is not determined on a paycheck or determined on a number or determined on whether I'm dating the hottest girl in the world or I'm alone. You know, some people attach their worth to what they have. So when I lose twenty pounds, I'm positive and I'm confident. I gain twenty pounds, I'm worthless.
0: Mm.
1: When I make twenty thousand dollars in a month, oh my God, I'm a rock star. When I am in debt twenty thousand, I'm a loser. You know, when I have X, then I am this incredible person. When I don't, when I sell, you know, X amount of records mm-hmm. or downloads. You know, or I have X amount of followers on Instagram. I got no likes. So I have no worth. I got a <laughs> lot of likes. I'm so worthy. Now with the millennials, you'll love this. You know, how is your life based on how many likes you got or how many followers you right. got on Instagram? Come on. <laughs> but most people say yes. Like yeah. they feel good and they're worth when they have the results. Yeah. And I say that who we are is independent of all of that. So the stronger sense of self-worth you have, meaning you're able to see what's great about you, that's self-worth. Right. And so when you, when you can highlight the things that you're proud of, highlight the gifts that you offer, that builds self-worth. Another thing that builds self-worth more than most things is keep your agreements. Mm. When you keep your promises, I'm gonna go to the gym, go to the gym, I'm gonna make my bed, make your bed. I always tell a lot of clients, I go, do you want to feel good? Make your bed every day. Because mm. that's something that you have it as a goal that will be completed before you leave your house. Yeah, Keeping your word builds self-worth. Absolutely. Forgiving builds self-worth. Forgiving yourself builds self-worth. Letting go of the past builds self-worth. When you break your promises, you say you're going to be somewhere and you don't show up that lowers self-worth. Mm. When you don't do what you're gonna say to yourself, like you make a promise to yourself that you're gonna use today to do X, but then someone comes along that needs something else and then you blow everything you're gonna do for yourself that day, have you yeah. ever done that? I've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not good, because you're breaking a word to yourself. Mm. So keeping a word is another way of, of building self-worth. Yeah. Make a plan, make a goal, Absolutely. keep it, deliver on it. Yeah. And the third thing I would say In addition to writing things down and keeping your word, like we started this interview, be in service, be in contribution. Nothing feels greater than the give. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. Do you have any other words of wisdom for us here (laughs) in this space?
1: I would say that every single moment is a blessing. We don't know how much time we have. You know, it's I think a lot of times we live life like we have forever Mm -hmm. and we don't realize that every moment's precious and we get to make it count. And one of the ways to make it count is by being present. Yeah. Like right now I'm with you. Like I don't want to be anywhere else in the world. I'm not thinking of anybody else. I'm Mm -hmm. connected to you. I'm experiencing you. I'm in the moment. And I think that the reason why children are so happy is because children live the moment. Right. You know, they don't want to miss out. They have FMO. Fear of missing out. So my final parting words is: live each moment like it's the last. Celebrate it. Be present,
0: and choose joy
1: and happiness. It's a choice, I love not it. a feeling.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, one one other question before we we depart, and you know, I've been becoming quite a book book lover, audio book lover. What would be top three books for you that's inspiring you right now?
1: Well, of course, my own, Transform Your Life, Ten Principles yes. of Abundance Prosperity. I actually read it myself. I reread it every time I pick it up. I'll pick it up on a chapter. It's got ten principles. Mm-hmm. It's a workshop. It's a book. So I recommend that book, of course. Great. I'm sure there'll be a link to it on Yeah, the show. we'll link it
0: up. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it right now. Yeah, actually. it's
1: awesome. Um, the second book I would say that I recommend is, mm-hmm. this book is amazing. It's called Conversations with God. Mm. And basically, it's it's not a religious book, it's a spiritual book. Mm-hmm. And it's a book that, imagine if you could ask God anything and God would give you an answer. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's all transformative. It's incredible, the, the, the conversations with God. Okay. And I think it's by Neil Walsh. Okay. And the third book that it's a simple book. Well, I talked about *Man's Search for Meaning*. Yeah, I would recommend that book. Of course, is by Viktor Frankl. Yep, *Man's Search for Meaning*. Great book. But I want to throw in the fourth book. Can I?
0: Oh, you absolutely can. Okay,
1: the fourth book is *The Four Agreements*. Oh yeah. It's such a simple book, but it's a rule to live life by. Yeah. Four simple practices
0: makes a difference in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I acknowledge you for being the light in the world that you are and being of service and for sharing all your wisdom with, with my people here. And uh, thanks for carving out the time and being present.
1: Always count on me. It's an honor to be here, and it's an honor to be able to make a difference for people and that they get to listen to you. And I think it's awesome. I acknowledge you for doing this Absolutely. and uh, look forward to coming back.
0: Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, we'll do it. Yes. And where can people follow you on online and and, and-
1: uh, Instagram at Chris Motivador, which is motivator with a D, Great. Motivador. That's my Instagram. Facebook, I have a community on Facebook. It's Chris Lee, Motivational Trainer. Great. I have a Facebook Live show every week on Tuesdays mm, at yeah. six p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. East Coast time. And it's called This Is It. And it's Inspirational Tuesdays. And it's with Jenna and I, oh, Jenna Ballard. And to log in for that, you could get the information on my pages or log into our page, which is Chris and Jenna oh, great. on Facebook. Cool.
0: Well, we'll link all that stuff up on yeah, the show yeah. notes and people
1: can. And uh, you know, those are the ways you can
0: connect with me. Yeah, and and in terms of if somebody wanted to take one of your trainings, how would we through
1: that uh, instant message me on any of my yeah. um, platforms? Perfect. For training or coaching or any anything that uh, I could provide for you, and if it's not me, I could find someone that would, you yeah. know, that, that could do it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Well, thanks again. You're welcome. All right. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gonkin, and I hope you enjoyed Chris Lee today. Don't forget to go and take the quiz over at neonlife.com quiz and let us get to know you better and send you some free prescribed content to help you out in your creative journey. And if you love today's episode, we'd love it if you would help us out by sharing it out on your social media. You can do that. The URL, neonradio.com slash EP 144. And also, we'd love it if you can leave us a good review over on iTunes. It helps us get higher in the rankings and share the love with many more people. So, with that, you know what time it is. It's time to go out and create your life by creating every small moment. And we'll see you next time.